For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. And we are joined on the line by a cricket journalist from India, Shatan Narula. Shatan, good evening. Welcome back to our show. Thanks again for speaking to us. Good evening, and it's a pleasure to be speaking to you again. Thank you very much, Shetan. Uh, two days of play, I guess it's safe to say that India have dominated this test match. How crucial, though, was that toss, and why is it such a big talking point? Because everybody is saying that that that, that 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 was a big advantage for India. Well, absolutely. First of all, there's no doubt that India have dominated. Moraine um, washed out one of uh, the six sessions. But uh, despite that, India found themselves in a very, very good position, 500 on the board, the pitch starting to take some turn. And of course, Ashwin and Jareja are quality spinners. Um, and yeah, South Africa, three wickets down. There's a big total still to do or chase down so that they can save the follow-on. At the moment, things are not looking good for South Africa. Coming back to the second point that you made about the toss, um, well, it's it's important, uh, not just in India. I mean, I think it's important in every part of the world where there's test cricket now because we are in a phase of test cricket where the bowlers have a lot of advantage. The batsmen are a bit of, bit, bit struggling. Perhaps they're trying to find the balance between three different formats. So there's a lot more struggle in test cricket where the conditions are very good for batting. And the bowling attacks are getting better and better in those, in those conditions. Uh, India, in this particular case, they have a great advantage because, you know, the pitches in India... I mean, this is a good pitch. This mm. is not a pitch like in 2015. This is a good Indian pitch. It's a regular Indian pitch. It's not a rank turner. It's not a bad bad pitch. It's a decent pitch. The problem here is that it's good for batting on the first two, two and a half, three days, and then it will definitely take a lot of turns. So if India won the toss and put themselves in a good position then, you know, the pressure is on the visiting side. So any visiting side would love to win the toss, bat first, put the runs on the board in good batting conditions, and uh, then, you know, let their spinners do the job when, you know, the spin, the pitch is taking a lot more spin. And sometimes Indian batsmen have shown that they can't handle spin as well. So mm. it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a debate, it's a good debate, but uh, it is what it is, you know, nobody controls the toss. So... India were lucky and they've, they've, made, they've made their luck count this time. On that note about the pitch, I mean, the last time the Proteas were there, there was a lot of talk about the pitches. But like you said now, it seems like a good balanced pitch. What does that say? Does it say that India have now backed their all-round game, that they believe that they can, they can play on any pitch? They don't have to make the pitch, the, the pitch to be suitable to them? Oh, absolutely. There's, there's no doubt about that. This is the number one test side you're talking about. Last year, they went to South Africa, England, Australia. Uh, they competed in South Africa, only lost 2-1. They, they won a very, very good test match in Johannesburg on a very green mm. pitch. Um, they went to England. They lost 4-1, yes, but that was a very, very closely fought series. A lot of those test matches could have gone either way. They went to Australia. Um, they won the series there. So they have a very, very good fast bowling attack. So if you give them a green top, and, and a pitch where, you know, the Pacers are going to dominate, then they have the bowlers to dominate on that pitch. If you give them a turning track, then they have the bowlers to dominate on that particular pitch. Like I said, it, it, it is a phase of test cricket where it all comes down to batting. Sometimes India's batsmen have been found wanting. 
especially on overseas tracks in South Africa and in England. So in terms of bowling, India is a very, very good sign at the moment. I think, personally, I think this is the best Indian bowling attack ever in Test cricket. You have pacers, you have spinners, you have Hardik Pandey, Ravindra Jareja, they are all-rounders. This is the best bowling attack India has ever had in Test cricket. Wow, that's a big statement. Uh, let's go to the line here. We've got Colin that's called us from Cape Town. Colin, uh, good evening. I'm sure you've been watching the cricket. Yes, sure, sure. Let's, let's, you know, <laughs> they reckon there's an old saying, you can't tee against thunder or you can't F against thunder. You know, you know what that means? Please explain it to us, Colin. You can't fight against thunder. Mm. India is like thunder. Mm. We ain't got the bowlers. In South Africa, we ain't got the bowlers at the moment. And even if the pitch is playing very, very well. Now, on day two, a pitch doesn't actually turn. Uh, day one, day two, normally day three. If India can um, pose 500, mm. and we, what is our score at the moment? 39 for 3. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to say so. But I mean, if India were 219, 294, no wicket. What's that telling you, my dear friend? Mm. Hey? We haven't got the players. We haven't got the bowlers. And no matter even if India came to Newlands, they would have done the same with us. So mm. we've got to look into our cricket. The days of the Morkels and the Stains and those. Mm, the Hashim Amlas. Yeah. No, I'm talking about bowlers now. Okay. I'm talking about bowlers. Now, you take, you take uh, whatever happened to that guy three years ago or two years ago, He's playing overseas now. Uh, Kyle Abbott. No, no, no. Uh, he took 21 wickets in the ODIs and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, Dwayne, Fon, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. They never picked him for a test. They never picked him here. They never picked him here. They threw him in, threw him out, threw him in. He's gone overseas. Now imagine if we had a Dwayne Oliver also here. That's all I want to say. Are you surprised, Colin, that they've played three spinners? Because it's really unusual for a Proteus team to have three spinners. Tell me something. How can you go into uh, the continental country, no, I mean the subcontinent, and play three spinners? These guys are used to spinners, man. Okay, let's leave it there, though. No, I mean, they are used to spinners. You know, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, and those guys are used to spinners. To be fair to Dane Pitt, though, he picked up a lot of wickets in first-class cricket last season. Keshav Maharaj has proved himself in Senra and Mutusami is still a newbie to test cricket. Ashitan, just beg to you, I just want us to look at India's performance first. I mean, Rohit Sharma opening the batting for the first time in test cricket is clearly delivered. But is this a long-term plan for India or was it just a matter of finding space for Rohit in this team? Um... It's a difficult question to answer uh, because, um, you know, Rohit has been given a lot of chances earlier on as well. He's not taken those chances. 
And every time he does well in ODI and T20 cricket, and he, he is a very, very good player in ODI and T20. So every time he does well, lots of ex-cricketers talk up. There's a strong Mumbai lobby. They talk about his chances in test cricket. So uh, I think this is the last. This was the last chance for Rohit Sharma, and he's done well at the moment. I think for the next five tests, uh, the next four tests, two against South Africa, two against Bangladesh after this series, they are at home, so he will be opening there. He will be scoring a lot of runs, I think, as well. As concerned, whether it answers question marks about the overseas tests, well, that is a bit of an unknown because, look, he used to bat in the middle order, um, you know, earlier in his mm. career, and, you know, you don't, you don't face the new ball in the middle order as much. And he averages, in overseas test cricket, he averages only 26 batting in the middle order. Um, could he do well in opening in test cricket? You never know. Maybe he can. Maybe but that's the big unknown. But it's not going to be an easy, uh, you know, easy task opening in New Zealand, opening in South Africa, England, Australia. India visit all these four countries in, in 2020 and 21. So it... Nobody knows at the moment. I mean, we hope it works because if it does not work, it will be a massive, massive problem for India. And if you have time, I just want to add on to Colin's Colin point yes. about three spinners. Yes. Uh, if that's okay. Yes, yes, I yes. I think yes. South Africa made a huge, huge mistake by playing three spinners because yes. you're coming to India. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to say they're bad spinners. They're very mm. good spinners. The NP has taken so many wickets in South Africa domestic cricket. Keshav Maharaj is very impressive. Mudusami is only playing his first test match. He's very young, he's inexperienced. But when you're playing in India, you know, Indian batsmen are used to scoring runs on these pitches mm. against spin. You know, that's their strength. You do not play or you do not pick a side which is according to the strength of the opposition. Um, three spinners meant that they did not have anybody to control the runs. Mm -hmm. Even if they're controlling the runs by three per over or four per over, that's not good enough in India against spin. It is not good enough. Uh, you look at Ashwin, you look at Jareja, they hardly give you any runs. They give you one per over mm -hmm. because they're not allowing you to rotate the strike. You're not allowing you to score your runs. Three per over, four per over, that's very, very expensive in India. So three spinners meant that South Africa did not have the control on the run scoring. They should have played another pacer, not Nokia or mm. Lungi, Lungi. I don't know, either of them. Mm. Um, three pacers, they needed three pacers because Philander is not very quick. He can he can bowl a good line, but he's not very quick. So so after the first spell, when the, when the new ball becomes soft, it's very easy to score runs. Ravara, he can run in all day, but in India, in hot conditions, you cannot bowl long spells. Maybe he'll bowl four overs, maybe he'll bowl five overs then the pacers go away and the batsmen are scoring four per over, five per over against the spinners and three spinners. You cannot change anything there. And this is where South Africa lost out. Gotta agree with you. It caught a lot of us by surprise. They're seeing that there are three spinners in that team, considering that there's an Aiden Makram or there's even a Dylan Elgar that can turn it if, or that can spin it if, if, if they really needed uh, somebody extra there. And and talking about spin, Shatan, I mean, our batsmen still continue to struggle with spin. We saw today what Ravi Ashwin did. Is it a mental thing? Is it, is it technical problems? Or like they say, is it just too difficult for a, for an overseas batsman to play, in, to play spin in India? I think uh, it's a combination of uh, a lot. 
of everything. It is technical, yes, because somebody like Aidan Markham, it's his first, first full tour to India. He's, he's played India A cricket, but the pitches there are a bit different um, because they are fresher pitches and, and because even India wants their India A cricketers to develop into good batsmen and bowlers, so they have fresher pitches. Um, in desk cricket, the pitches are a little different, so that's the technical bit. So Aidan Markram, I'm just giving an example. I'm not yes, yes, him yes, out. yes. Um, yeah, he's playing for the first time test cricket in India. It's not easy. Uh, you know, you need it's, it's a learning curve for him. Secondly, is it mental? Yes, it is a bit mental because you're facing Ashwin and Jareja. These are number one, number two ranked test spinners in the world, and they're bowling together. So there's no respite. Uh, there's, if one is an off spinner, the other is a left arm spinner. They have so many variations. They can bowl 12 different balls in 12 different balls, basically. So uh, it's, it's a lot of pressure on a batsman to face Ashwin and Jareja together, bowling together in India. When you have six fielders, 500 runs on the board, very, very difficult. And of course, uh, Ashwin and Jareja, that's the third point, they are very good bowlers in these conditions. So, especially when they have runs on the board, especially if the pitch is taking a bit of turn, and as we saw Ashwin's deliveries today, he's he's bowling really, really well at the mm. moment, going through the gate, through the gap. So he's he's a really good bowler, really thinking bowler. Jareja has a very good variation, which is unplayable nearly. So it's a combination of all three. It's not easy playing Ashwin Jareja in India. Okay, if you've just joined us, we're talking to Shatan Narula, cricket journalist from India, about uh, the first two days of this first test between the Proteas and uh, India. And you can send us your voice notes on WhatsApp on 0614104107. Our studio number is 0891104207. We'll just take a quick break and we'll come back with the voice notes. And Mike from Kempton Park, please stay on the line with us. We'll also come to you. Leading Sport Stories of the Day. On SAFM. Okay, we've got a voice note that's come through about the cricket. Good evening, good evening, Tabo Musiya, my friend. Good evening. You are talking to Elona Mslanga from Kumani, Queenstown. You see, my friend, the Proteas, they are not going to survive in India. Because in India, the pitches are not the same in, like in South Africa, places like um, England and other places. They are not going to survive. They are not going to survive, my friend, because most of the players there they are not experienced. Okay, thanks for that for that voice note. There's a new coach, also new coaching staff, a new everything for the Proteas. It's certainly a baptism of fire for Coach Inokunque. Uh, Shetan, just. Talk to us now about Mayank Agawal. He's got his first 100, turned it into a double 100. We saw him for the first time in Australia, but I believe he's been a consistent run scorer in domestic cricket. Well, yes, he's uh, he's been scoring runs for a long time now. He, he, he was seen somebody who was good good fit for ODIs and T20s. For over the last couple of years, he's done well for NDIA. He's done well in Ranji Trophy, that's a domestic tournament. So he's, he's scored a mountain of runs, and of course he came to India. Uh, in fact, he came to the Indian side um, when they were going through a bad patch with openers. Their openers were out of form. A couple of them were injured, and that was on the tour of Australia. So that was a good Australian bowling attack. He came in, he scored a couple of half centuries uh, in that test match in Melbourne. And then uh, he scored a half century in West Indies just mm-hmm. now, which is also starting to build a really good pace attack over there. So... He's looked good. He's looked solid. I think uh, if he continues scoring runs, he'll be a good bet for India. And 
and I can see him scoring runs because he's confident in his in his defensive game in the first few you know overs, and only once he gets set and gets a big score on the board, then he goes into the attack mode. Today he got his hundred, and only then he started attacking the bowling. And even when he was attacking the bowling, it wasn't like he was scoring too quickly, mm-hmm. but just in comparison to the first hundred runs, he was scoring a little quicker. So as an all-round game. Uh, he's a very well balanced batsman. He's quite young, so he has uh, all the traits uh, of of, uh, of you know building a long career at the top of India's order. And what do you make of the decision to go with Saha as the wicket keeper instead of uh, Pant? I did hear um, uh, Virat Kohli saying that he believes that uh, Saha is actually the best pure wicket keeper in world cricket right now. Oh yes, I think um, they uh, they really rate Virudhiman Saha really well, really high. Um, because, um, you know, it's not easy keeping to Ashwin and Jareja uh, on spinning tracks. You need to be very, very quick. You need to be very careful. Uh, you need to be able to uh, guess which direction the ball is going very, very quickly. You need to be very good with DRS, with your appeals. You know, have to give suggestions to the to the captain as well. And Saha, over the last two, three years, he's been keeping wickets ever since MS Dhoni retired from desk again. That was... Um, December 2015. For so the last three years, he was the number one choice wicket keeper in Test cricket. He got injured in South Africa during during the last tour of India. Um, so he was out for a long time. Now he's come back, and they were waiting to give him a chance. Uh, the problem was, of course, Rishabh Pant had done really well in his absence. Mm. So they did not want to take Rishabh Pant out of the side immediately as soon as Saha came back. So they wanted to give him that one more shot. The problem with Pant is that his confidence has gone down. He's uh, not scoring too many runs in ODIs and T20s. And more importantly, he's throwing away his wickets. And initially it was okay because he was new to the team. But now he's considered to be one of the future prospects. And he's been given chances, regular chances across all formats. But he's still not changing the way he bats. He's throwing away his wicket, uh, especially in ODIs and T20s. And then there's a lot of pressure that mount, that's mounting on him. And because of that, he's losing a lot of confidence and it is starting to show in his wicket-keeping as well. So you don't want an underconfident wicket-keeper against Ashwin and Jareja playing in India. That's not easy at all. So that was the reason. Also because they wanted to give some time off to Rishabh Pant away from the spotlight. And, uh, you know, he go, goes back to domestic cricket maybe, plays a few matches there and gains his confidence back. Okay, great start. Finally, how do you see this test playing out over the next three days? Can the Proteas avoid the follow-on, firstly? Uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be very, very tough. Uh, I'm not sure if what's the rain forecast. I think uh, South Africa will be hoping that a couple more <laughs> sessions are washed out. But, look, they still have some good batsmen. They have uh, Temba Bahuma. They have Pasco Plesi, Quinton Dukok. He's played a lot of cricket in India, so he knows the conditions there. He's played against Ashwin and Jareja in IPL and ODIs, and he's you know he's been here before in Test cricket. Philander can bat a bit. I'm, I'm told Muthuswamy can bat a bit, yeah. and of course we still have Dean Elgar, who's who's batting. He's a very very gritty gritty batsman, and he showed today how to bat against Ashwin and Jareja. So it's it's about batting time um, because of you know because they've lost three wickets so quickly, which means India probably don't have to bat again. So. It's about batting out the next three days. Is it possible? Yes. Is it going to be easy? No. 
Um, I think South Africa will find it very hard to escape with a draw in this test match unless there's a lot of rain. I don't see uh, how India don't win this match apart from a miracle. Yeah, definitely not looking good for the Proteas. Thanks, Shitan, once again for speaking to us all the way from India. We appreciate your time. Um, pleasure. Thanks. Th- th- thank-, thank you, sir.